see it first mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh at home <laughs> in my living room uh i i, uh, I actually uh, brought up youtube on my on my big tv <laughs> so that i could watch it in, in all its full glory you know i thought about uh, uh pulling it up on my phone because i had that readily accessible like the second the trailer went up i was like oh i could just hit play on my phone but no i don't want to see it tiny in my palm i want to see it huge and then i literally sat there on the floor like a kid on Saturday morning watching cartoons like all I was missing was my bowl of cereal <laughs> I sat there in front of the TV and watched it and it was glorious and like I really was just like a small kid again because uh, every little moment uh, when, when Poe showed up I like threw my hands in the air I was like yes yes and the porg showed up and I fell over <laughs> oh it's gonna be you know this, this is gonna be a fun night <laughs> the, the emotions are high yeah, it's going to be a great night discussing this. I'm really excited. Uh, if that's all we got, let's get to listening to the uh, trailer. Is that okay? Yeah, bring it on. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. Raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Fire that'll 
is not going to go the way you think. tell you i should do reaction videos or something because like my my genuine real reaction to to seeing these things for the first time is so like over the top and cartoonish uh, when uh when i saw that ending the first time my hands slapped over my mouth i could i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh what a way to end a trailer yeah. oh my gosh it is it's amazing so were you pretty satisfied overall? Oh, I am. This trailer makes me very, very hyped, I, which, of course, is its job. The the job of any trailer is to make you want to go see this movie. And, of course, <laughs> it's Star Wars. I wanted to see it anyway. But this does such a good job of making me crave it even more. Like, I thought I was excited, but now I'm really excited. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know I could surpass how excited I was. Yeah. Oh, man. What are you most excited I, for watching the trailer? Oh, man. That is such, such a tough call. I, you know, going going into the trailer, what I most wanted to see was Poe. <laughs> oh, really? Poe? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, when, when people, yeah, right? No, you, you look at my Twitter handle and, you know, oh, maybe I have some feelings about Poe. You know, surprise. <laughs> So, you know, when people were asking, ooh, what do you want to see in the trailer tonight? I was like, oh, I just want to see Poe. I want to see him flying his X-Wing. That just sounds cool. Everything else would be bonus to me. I, I you know, didn't really have strong feelings, uh, you know, one way or another about what we saw. You know, I knew it would be cool to see Luke. It would be cool to see Ray. But I, I didn't really know what I wanted. And then this trailer happened, and I'm so excited for all of it. I, I really like the the Kylo and Leia stuff. I love the Luke and Ray stuff. I was so blown away to see Ray presumably in the same room with Snoke and then later in the same room with Kylo. I kind of thought they would be separated until episode nine. Oh my gosh. It's it's really hard for me to answer that question when I'm most excited for because I feel like I'm being torn in ten different directions. I <laughs> I wanna go, what's Luke doing over there? What's Leia doing over here? What's Kylo doing? Well let's start with Poe. What did you think oh, of his sure. dialogue? That's oh, that's where it's at. I really thought that if we saw Poe at all in this trailer, it would be just flying his X Wing. I thought we'd get a couple fun action shots of Poe flying around, you know, to, to get our heart racing, to be like, oh, this movie's going to be, you know, cool, lots of action, lots of dogfights, you know, and there's Poe leading the charge, as he always does. You know, that whole, uh, uh, what's the name of that song in Force Awakens, The March of the Resistance? Yeah. I thought it, it would, there would be something like that that would give us that kind of feeling, you know, when, when Han Solo looks out and he goes, oh, it's the Resistance, you know, we would feel that drumbeat in our hearts, but that's not what we got out of Poe at all. Instead, we got him saying, oh, we are the spark. 
that will light the fire, that will burn the res the the first order down, right? It's something to that effect. Yeah, he's definitely got much more of a leadership vibe. On, oh my trailer. gosh! Yes, precisely. He is stepping up. He is the the Leia of this trilogy. Of course, Leia is the Leia of this trilogy. Oh I don't gosh. mean to take that away from her. <laughs> Those shots on her face are so ominous. Oh, gosh. Oh, we'll get to her. We <laughs> we will give the general her due, believe you me. <laughs> but Poe is definitely stepping up to be that you know, every Star Wars trilogy has has this has the trio, you know, the diplomat, the believer, you know, the person that is committed to the cause, to the resistance, to democracy. <laughs> right that kind of thing and and it's Padme it's been Padme it's been Leia and now it's Poe and I just my heart swells to see him truly taking on that mantle you know carrying on that torch because it, it, it is cool to, to have these characters like like Ray who are out there fulfilling their destiny they have something very grand and important to do some very personal story to tell but then you have to, have to ask you know what about the rest of us what about the rest of the galaxy? Who's fighting for the little people? Right. And it's people like Padme, who speaks for a whole planet, who thinks about what's best for everybody. It's Rey, uh, sorry, it's Leia, who, you know, leads the rebellion in the OT, and now and now it's Poe. And, and that is such an important character, somebody who is here for all of us, fights for all of us. And, and I love him so much, him just talking about, about the spark. You know, that that's a theme that comes up in Star Wars a lot. This spark the, the, the spark, Yeah, the spark of the rebellion. You know, just even, you know, at the end of Rogue One, you know, uh, uh, Cassian and, and Jin and all of Rogue One just igniting the spark that will bring down the Empire. And, and how they're consumed in that big white light at the end and, and just Poe making that subtext text. <laughs> Did you like it's how so his uh, bonus rocket booster ignited, as he said? Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait to see him fly circles around, around <laughs> Kylo. Kylo, I know you're the son of Han Solo. I know you probably got some ace piloting skills, but... Poe is our boy. <laughs> Poe's gonna fly all around you. Where do you think they're mm -hmm. leaving from in that scene? Oh, when Poe's flying super fast? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. I want to say that's when when they're evacuating their base um, on what Dakar? Yeah. That's a that's the base that they were on in the end of Force Awakens, and so it's been implied and inferred and spoiler alert, maybe outright confirmed that that that's how this next movie begins it's you know the first order knows where they are the right. first order was going to blow them up at the end of force awakens but since they you know they lost their super weapon yeah exactly they lost their super weapon so now they're just going to come for them directly and so everybody has to evacuate and so i think that might that might be poe in his x-wing but no, I think if Poe's evacuating, it's in that shot in the trailer where everybody's more or less in like, you know, escape pods and they're kind of rocketing out and, and Poe looks out mm -hmm. at at one of the escape pods blowing up mm -hmm. and he just looks so horrified because, oh gosh, you have to imagine this is like one of the worst days of his life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Poe. Poe. 
I'm your mother now, Poe. He's older than me. I don't care. I'm his mother now. <laughs> I'll take care of you, Poe. <laughs> I want oh, to talk about uh, the Snoke dialogue at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Who do you think Snoke is talking to? When he's talking about the raw power? Yeah. Well, I think the implication is that he's talking to Kylo. I suppose he could be talking to Rey if perhaps they've met before when she was young um, Wouldn't that be mind blowing if he had? That would her? be mind blowing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It. Yes. I, I wonder if you know perhaps she was hidden from Snoke on on Jakku. You know, perhaps echoing the OT. You know, the Emperor knew that if Anakin were to have any children, so you and your sister were hidden from him. That kind of thing. You know, Ray was hidden from Snoke on Jakku. I heard uh, an interesting mm-hmm. theory today. Sure. From Hit me. <laughs> Holly Frey of Full of Sith. Mm-hmm. She has a theory that Ray is uh, sort of like an iron giant weapon that could either be mm-hmm. used for evil or for good. And maybe both sides want to use her, but she has to choose what, how she wants to be used. Hmm. If she wants to partake in that at all. Hmm. Because she has this raw power. And could be, that yeah. That would be very interesting. And she does. If, uh, mm-hmm. Snoke had any involvement in creating the weapon, or um, if if he knew that she was like another Force child or something. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, if she was, you know, or maybe a new chosen one conceived of the Force, like Anakin. Yeah. Then, then of course that would be of great interest to to many people <laughs> in the galaxy, I imagine. And so, um, it, um, I don't remember what I was going to say. It, it, she, she does talk about how there, there has always been something inside of her and now it's awake and she doesn't know how to control it or what to do with it. You know, she needs help. Right. And that, that intrigues me because when I look at Ray and in a lot of ways, when I look at Kylo, I see two young people who feel like they weren't wanted you know, Kylo was sent away, his his own mother, you know, in a way. I At least that's how I interpret the character. I feel like Kylo feels like he wasn't wanted. And so when Han Solo says, hey, come home, Kylo's like, oh, sure, now you want me. Okay. You know, that, that kind of rings hollow. And, and Rey was quite literally left behind. And so when she's asking for help, reaching out to Luke, and, and he is afraid of her, doesn't really want, you know, isn't prepared to be a master again, Ray's going to look pretty much for anybody that will accept her, anybody that will help her out, because she's felt so alone for so long. And I think that in a very real way does tie her to Kylo. And so that the the ending of this trailer where she, you know, presumably maybe is is actually talking to Kylo and saying, I need somebody to help me figure this out. It it does make sense to me that they would reach out to each other. I don't know the answer to this question, but is mm-hmm. is it insulting if she's asking someone else to define her place in the saga? Shouldn't mm. she answer that for herself? Well, of course she should, but no young person, I think, has that answer for themselves, and, and they all... Everybody looks to other people to help them define who they are and figure out who they are. That's, you know, that's how we build our relationships and our friendships. You know, our our friends do 
help us figure out who we are. It is, of course, ultimately up to us to define who we are. But I don't think it weakens Ray for her to be looking to Luke, to Leia, to, to basically anybody that is willing to help her. Because that's a very human thing to do is, is to look out, you know, say, hey, can, can anybody help me? I'm so alone. <laughs> I think the trailer does want us to put those two together like they're in the same room. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they actually are. Um, she's dressed up in her um, resistance costume that she had at the end of The Force Awakens where she has the three buns in her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't have, like, her crate uh, costuming or whatever. And then Kylo Ren's face is more healed at that point, so I think that that shot is later on in the movie, where mm-hmm. he's extending his hand to her or to someone. I feel like... So I think it was, oh. like, a cut together, like, a, a mis, mm-hmm. um, misdirection. Misdirection. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. I do feel like this scene that's implied at the end of this trailer is two different scenes in the movie cut together because of all the reasons you say. They don't seem to quite match up. But I do think it it is, spiritually, it, it, it encapsulates a... Um, a theme of the movie that Ray is looking for someone to help her. She's looking for a place to belong. And then at one point, Kylo offers that understanding, you know, of course, you know, like Vader at the end of empire reaching to Luke, he's offering probably something she doesn't want, <laughs> you know, right. even if she thinks she might want it, you know, she, she's like, Oh, it's kind of tempting. Kind of like Luke. It might be kind of tempting to go off with your dad and be super evil ruling the galaxy as father and son. You know, that's a little tempting, but at the end of the day, that's awful. And you don't want that. But I, so I think, I think even if this scene directly doesn't happen, if it's not, if this is not, actual text, you know, Ray saying, hey, I need you to help me. And then immediately after Kylo offers his hand, I think we are, that is driving at something that is emotionally true about the movie. If that makes sense, it's not maybe factually true, but it might be emotionally true. Sure. Mm -hmm. And Nick, that leads us to such a dark place that I want to talk about later. um, Mm -hmm. About whether or not Ray is going to turn. That'll be a fun discussion. Um, What did you think of Luke's dialogue talking about um, the power he's seen this power only one time Mm -hmm. before and it did not scare him then but it does now Mm -hmm. oh I thought that was very interesting like again the the job of any trailer is to get you hyped and to make you want to see this movie and that that line is very intriguing I I see one of two options, you know, of course. I, I feel like I'm also not playing with a full deck. <laughs> um, I can only put together the pieces that I see, and I don't have, you know, the, the whole puzzle. Oh, yeah, you've only got, like, three minutes right now. Right, exactly. So I feel, based on the information I have now, I feel like, of course, Luke is talking about Kylo. That, of course, is very possible. We know that Kylo is very powerful. And so, and Luke did have a hand in Kylo's initial training. So he, Luke could be referring to Kylo in that he's seen raw power like Ray's before. 
Or it could be that he met Ray when she was very, very young and saw how powerful she was and, you know, wasn't scared by that, you know, just saw immense potential and it, it didn't scare him then, then, but for some reason it scares him now because perhaps her power has grown. Perhaps he fully understands the context or the, the true potential behind all that power. Uh, so it that that's what it seems to me. It's one of those two. Either he's referring to Kylo or Ray. I I don't think he would be talking about Yoda or or uh, Snoke. Yeah, Palpatine. No, I mean, yeah, getting getting zapped with Force lightning. That's pretty scary. I don't think he would be dismissing the Force lightning, <laughs> and I don't think he would be like, I saw I saw a tiny green dude pick up an X wing once. And that didn't scare me, but it scares me now. Like, oh, maybe, you know what? I could see that. I could see maybe Ray lifting up something super heavy, <laughs> like an X-Wing or something, just like Yoda. And instead of inspiring awe in Luke the way it did in Empire, now it just scares him because there's somebody that powerful. So maybe it's Yoda. I'll come around. I, I was pretty dead set on it being either Kylo or Ray. But maybe Yoda. I could see a context where that works. I don't think it's and, Yoda, but you don't not, think it's Yoda? No, but yeah, I think it, there would be a nice poetry. There would be a nice be. poetry to it. Mm -hmm. I love Yoda. I'm the Yoda lover of us. Uh, so <laughs> any reference of Yoda in the Last Jedi, and I will be ecstatic. If we get nice. to hear a little Frank Oz, I will be on cloud nine at that time. Oh my gosh. No, I can I can only imagine if in like some bizarre way there was some sort of reference to Maul. Like, you know, they don't even Yeah, exactly. Like if, if they, they don't even have to say his name. It's just all like, Oh hey, here's a relic I found. It's a double bladed lightsaber. Interesting. Like you know, just any sort of small reference to Maul. And I would actually like jump out of my seat and fall over. Like so I can I can imagine when you're like oh man just the smallest reference to Yoda that would be amazing <laughs> and I'm just like yeah I can imagine that because I would I would have the most intense reaction to to a small reference to Maul I don't think it'll ever happen but if they did I I know where you're coming from buddy <laughs> one can hope yes the, the trailer is like really awesome and I did get a large sense that. There's a lot of fear in Luke right now. There's fear of mm -hmm. not understanding what happened. Uh, I think that there's fear in the amount of power that Ray has mm -hmm. and what that potential that could be. He, when uh, she's meditating and he, she causes the rock behind them to crack like an mm -hmm. earthquake it pops and in, you look at his face and he just has a face of like just terror like yeah how is she doing this and yeah i i think i sense a lot of fear in luke in this movie and we all mm -hmm. know where that leads yeah fear is the path to the dark side Ooh. <laughs> yeah i i do think in a lot of ways luke is letting his fears control him <sighs> then again i i know that there's a lot going on with luke that that we just don't know. There's so much of his story that we're missing right now. And I'm I'm super peeved at him for not calling his sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, Luke, get on the phone, call your sister. 
Like, and, but again, I I don't feel like that's something he would do lightly. He surely has a good explanation for himself. And so when I'm sitting here going, oh, Luke's so afraid, that's really weird. He's, you know, that's the path to the dark side. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a good explanation for why he's so afraid. But at the same time, he kind of, he needs to stop withdrawing from everybody and if he is afraid he needs to confront it and talk about it that's that was so much of Anakin's downfall was that he had all these fears but he never felt comfortable enough to talk to anybody about it yeah you know when he did when he finally kind of caved a bit and and was so afraid that he went to Yoda he didn't even tell Yoda the whole truth he said I'm afraid of somebody dying and Yoda assumes, oh, this is from the novel. It's not actually text in the movie, but in the novel, you know, Anakin's, you know, thinking, oh, let him think it's Obi-Wan. And, and of course, that is Obi-Wan's, sorry, that is Yoda's assumption that Anakin is afraid that Obi-Wan will die. Right. And so Yoda just tells him, oh, don't worry about it. And I mean, and that's, that's not really good advice that Yoda is giving him. But at the same time, it's not really fair for Anakin to go to Yoda and say, my problem is what's two plus two. I can't figure out what's two plus two. And Yoda goes, well, the answer is four. But the question that Anakin really has is what's two plus three. And he's not getting the answer he wants because he's not asking the the real question. question. Exactly. And so I, I think Luke is doing very much the same thing where he's just not talking about his problems. He's not confronting his fears. And that is what's, you know, going so terribly wrong in his life. I get the impression there is going to be a lot of conflict on Octo. Oh, absolutely. Octo or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Between Luke and Ray, I think Ray wants to be trained and Ray wants Luke to come back to uh, fight mm-hmm. the good fight and to fight the First Order. Mm-hmm. I don't think Luke is going to want to get into that fight right away. Um, mm-hmm. And... I'm not even I'm not even convinced that Ray would ask him to come join the fight. She she understands what the fight is, but at this point in her life, she she's not she's not a believer like that. She didn't even really have anything to do with blowing up Star Killer base. She I think she's on a more personal journey and to Ray, if she you know, Luke's like, I'm not ready to jump back into the fight. I'm not even ready to talk to my sister. Ray would be like, That's fine. But could you help me out? I'm kind of in a in a yeah. tough way. Could you help me? And when he's like, no, that's a personal rejection. That's not even like, you know, he's not ready for the fight. He's not ready to give himself to the galaxy like that. That's that's fine. That's not a personal rejection. But when she asks him for for personal help and he says no, that cuts deep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that he could show up late in the movie. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, oh man, I hope that there's a happy Luke and Leia moment in this. Ah uh, yes, I just I just need them to be reunited. <laughs> Even uh, if I, he mm-hmm. shows up after bad things happen, he could mm-hmm. be like him returning to Leia could be the glimmer of hope that we end the movie on. Yeah. Um, you know how when Empire Strikes Back, it it ends in a very like dark place, but it. They, they stay on the story to follow them back to home base or whatever uh, where yeah. Luke gets his new hand and you get the moment of them looking at the galaxy uh, and you're still hopeful that they're going to make it 
till tomorrow and tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. Um, I think that this one could be equally as dark. Um, let's just start talking about the, uh, the, the color palette of red everywhere. Red, 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 red. <laughs> what do you think be- that all that means? In the in the marketing, you mean not just even in this trailer, though the color red is very prominent in this trailer. It's been prominent in all of the marketing. There was that whole line of posters where just everybody was in red. Everyone. Was, yeah, everyone. I think red, white, and black. It's not just red. It's a whole. There's a whole theme of red, white, and black. And I don't know if they're just trying to create a consistent marketing scheme because, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> you know, uh, creating a brand around familiar colors and, you know, and think keeping things consistent across a brand is very much a marketing thing. It might not be reflective of the movie itself, but I, I do think that it is trying to convey that, you know, this, this is a very dark movie. Red is a color that makes us think of anger and fire and death and passion it's it's and blood yes exactly it's a very evocative color there's a reason we don't paint the insides of you know our office buildings and stuff red because it it makes people anxious to see all that red it's it's an intense color and when you see it used everywhere oh even in in the title gosh remember the first teaser we got we saw the the words star wars are red poster was Mm -hmm. red the teaser mm-hmm. poster's red, and now this poster's red. And then we yeah. had all the character posters that were red. And yeah. there's a whole lot of red in this trailer, like the um, Praetorian mm-hmm. Guards, mm-hmm. The, the mineral on Crate, the crystals on Crate. Red is everywhere. And I just get this overwhelming feeling that death is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and dark things, like dark, dark things are coming in this movie. And... I don't know if we're ready for that. Like, to I think we to have to be. <laughs> see our hero fall. And I think there, and it's so funny because Marcus said it many times. He even says it in the trailer. This is not going to turn out the way you think that it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, like we typically like our happy endings, and we like um, the good guys always winning. What if the good guys lose in this one? Oh, I think they absolutely will. I mean, it's the middle of the saga. We're going to eat a bit of dirt. <laughs> We're going to fall down and have dirt kicked in our faces. It's just that that's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really matter if we're ready for it or not. It's it this is the middle chapter and that's just kind of what's going to happen in in the second act. Things get to their lowest point. And uh and yes, I I think that's a necessary step after our bright hopeful reintroduction into the series uh, you know of course force awakens had it had its dark moments but it ultimately is a very happy very hopeful movie and that's part of why i like it so much i i love happy endings okay <laughs> they make you feel good <laughs> they make you feel good exactly but this movie will absolutely bring us down low it, it will end on that hopeful note it has to it's it's star wars but it will also cast the shadow over the galaxy and it will be up to episode nine to to bring the light back out again oh yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> another uh moment in the trailer that could be misdirection but 
when Kylo is talking, I think Kylo is talking to Ray in in that in that moment when he says, uh, "What does he say? Uh, forget the past, kill it." Oh yes, mm -hmm. uh, it's the only way to become what you're meant to be. And and you see him flying in his uh, tie advanced um, fighter. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he looked like he's targeting Leia's control deck, like on mm -hmm. the Radis. And so you get the, an ominous feeling that he's going to kill Leia. And it, mm -hmm. she has a grim look on her face where she's feeling something in the Force, but she doesn't know what. Like, And you just have that moment where he's going to be faced with, am I going to kill my mother shortly after I killed my father? Mm-hmm. And that could be rough <clears throat> luckily I don't think that he does that because I think we see Leia in the third act on crate in mm -hmm. the trailer uh, when she's standing on the salt flat of crate with the big yes. door oh and she just looks fabulous like just slay <laughs> slay queen so she does make it to oh. the third act so mm -hmm. but I don't know if we can count on anything more than that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what I'm feeling about Leia's fate for this movie. I, <laughs> I have too many emotions. I, all, all I know is that if I tried to wear that same coat that she's wearing, I would just look like I'm bundled up in a blanket, like ready to get all cozy and <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> I have this thing of anything in front of my mouth makes me feel claustrophobic. Oh, so gotcha. It would drive me crazy if I had that oh, much man. Like, fabric over my face. No, I love high collars. I like to, you know, look like evil. <laughs> I, but, you know, I, if I had a collar that high, I don't think I could pull it off quite. I don't, I'm not that, I mean, I'm pretty dramatic, let's be real, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I could pull it off. You have to be pretty damn fierce and, and really only Carrie could pull that off. Yeah. She just, uh, she, she doesn't care about what anybody thinks. She just knows she looks fabulous. She's got that regal thing uh, going on. Yes, exactly. She's regal. That's the perfect word for it. I, I'm dramatic. I don't know if I'm regal. I don't know <laughs> if I could pull it off like she does. Oh. Did you um, love the uh, Finn and Phasma conflict? Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, but I wanted to talk about what you were saying uh, with Kylo possibly targeting and killing his mother. I Again, I feel like this is a moment in the trailer that might not be text, you know, factually true about the movie, but is at least emotionally true. If, if everybody is evacuating and everybody is panicked and being attacked by the First Order, everybody on Leia's ship looks pretty calm. They there's do. no like, they yeah, they, there's no flashing red lights. There's no, you know, nobody's panicking in the background. Nothing's exploding. You know, it's like everybody like under attack. Yeah, they don't much look like they're under attack. So I wonder if this is a completely separate moment where Leia is just sitting down and sensing something through the force. Um, but of course, if if Kylo is making a run, you know, of course he's attacking the resistance. I can't imagine what else he would be in his um, Tie Fighter for. Uh, you know, it, that would be very hard for him to to know that he's targeting his mother's ship, and you know, at, at any moment he could be, you know, uh, pulling the trigger to kill his mother. So 
I I do feel like it's at least emotionally true, if not factually true. And and I'm very intrigued by that. I want to see, I want to know more about Kylo and Ray and well, yes, Kylo and Ray's relationship, but Kylo and Leia's relationship. I, I need I need the full context for that. I need to know if he is as mad at her as he was at Han Solo. I want to know if, if is he even more angry with her because she's the one that sent him away. My, like my working theory between you know the little solo family unit here is that Leia was was the one who sent him away. You know she was the firm presence in Ben's life when he was small because Han Solo was always off doing things. And then when she became too much, when Ben became too much for Leia to handle, she sent him away and he didn't want to go. And so he said, Dad, tell tell Mom not to make me go, or, or Dad, take me with you instead. And But Han couldn't stand up to Leia in that way. So that's why Ben calls Han Solo weak and foolish, because he couldn't stand up for his son. And so I wonder, my theory is that Kylo is even more angry with Leia because she's the one that rejected him, and Han Solo was just the one that wouldn't stand up for him. Ooh, that's but, yeah, exactly. Like I, of course, you know, I I look at Kylo and I see someone who's in incredible pain. Does that excuse his actions? Absolutely not. But I I do understand it. And but of course that that's all just a working theory. I I have no proof. But then when I see a scene like this that implies that Kylo's about to hurt Leia and all that remorse on his face and and even hesitation to pull the trigger, it uh, it's very intriguing. Again, just wonderful job of the trailer to hype me up and make oh, yeah. me want to see this even more. Oh my gosh! But it, it it poses questions like, can Kylo be redeemed again, or is he fully lost? Is he? I mean, if if he kills Han Solo and Princess Leia, like General Leia, there, mm-hmm. there is no way on earth he's gonna be able to be redeemed. I, th- I think he can. I don't know. I'm again, I'm a sucker for a happy ending and I am a sucker for a redemption story. For for me, the only the point where someone becomes irredeemable is when they choose to be irredeemable, when when they are truly committed to to not coming back because I think you know, you you can always turn around. You can you can always make a right choice. You know, does does that excuse what you did in the past? No, but if you want to, you can turn back. Like there there's are consequences, but sure, yeah. Oh, change. there's absolutely, yeah. There's consequences to your actions, and nobody is required to forgive you, no matter how remorseful you are. Right. But if you make that choice to to start turning things around, then you you always have that power. And so I like to think that Kylo, no matter what, always has that power. And then that's what makes it so sad is when he feels like he doesn't have any choice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I wanted oh, just I wanted to talk about real quick uh Poe again when he's saying uh we we are the spark. Who do you think he's talking to? Do you think that he's trying to rally the troops or do you think he's throwing shade at at the first order? Like is he talking to is he talking to maybe somebody on a comm or maybe a first order officer face to face? Uh or or do you think he's just talking to his fellow pilots and trying to to rally the troops? I think he's talking to Leia. Oh yeah? 
Okay. Elaborate. Fun. Elaborate. <laughs> I just get a feeling that he's talking to Leia. That yeah. Uh, he's trying to maybe give her hope for once. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. That would be really, really nice to see, you know, because I think Leia is investing something in Poe. She she wants him to be the leader that, that she, you know, she, she won't always be around. Right. It, it, this comes up in the Poe Dameron comic. There, there's, an, there's an actual moment where she tells Poe that she won't be around forever. She says, one day I'll be luminous. And, and she needs him to carry it that on. And if there was a moment where Leia begins to doubt and Poe is the one who picks her up, that would be so nice. That, oh, oh, my emotions. And then I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought, because Leia is so strong all the time. She's the one who inspires other people. And, and so I hadn't thought of Poe trying to inspire her. And then Poe but that would be amazing. Yeah. Carry it on in nine, and like you said, try to to be the son that Leia deserved. Yeah. Oh, I say that all the time because I so firmly believe it that Poe is is the son Leia deserves. <laughs> you know, she deserves a son who who listens to her and who you know tries to do right and tries to help others. Because Leia Leia is so good and so pure. <laughs> I love her. What? The irony of that is Ben is yeah. the, the product of her mm -hmm. parenting. So like, oh yeah, she is. He is the the son that exactly she has yep. earned. Basically, that's that's very true. Yes, but like, if if somebody was going to spiritually succeed Leia and carry on her morals and her values, yeah. it's Poe. <laughs> it's Poe one hundred percent. He's the, he's the one carrying on her morals and her teachings, and so in that way, I see him as as the son she deserves. Cause, oh, oh gosh, he he he's that part of Leia that that will endure. That you know we talk about the spark, the the torch of hope being yeah. passed from Poe to Leia. I mean, from Leia to Poe. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I love that so much. Did you have any uh, observations about the cinematography in the trailer? Oh like, my gosh, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, one, just absolutely every shot is gorgeous, just absolutely luscious. And I noticed a great deal more CGI in this trailer than, than we were used to with Force Awakens. Oh, really? Yeah, well, like... Um, you know, it, it starts out with Kylo looking out over a droid factory, and that's entirely CGI. And in a way, that that gives me such strong prequel vibes. You know, in in a good way, I think. Um, that that looks like a shot right out of Attack of the Clones with the droid factory. I think it's Snoke's ship, and I think that it, they're building the Gorilla Walkers. I oh think I yeah, see, like mm -hmm. the ATATs in the background. Mm -hmm. So they they might be building the ATM sixes. Um, yeah, but I think uh, that that's like a, a mm -hmm. part of Snoke's ship. Oh yeah, no, you're you're probably right, but it it still gives me it 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 looks like a factory in that there's sparks flying and there's like an assembly line. Totally. It and in a way that that really gives me Attack of the 
Bones vibes. And then and then of course there's the shot of Kylo marching with the with the snowtroopers behind him. Exactly. And like that oh exactly Jedi like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Like that that is almost a direct visual reference to the prequels. So yeah, it's not just the CGI, it's it's just kind of these visual references. Um, oh, then of course there's that shot of uh, BB-8 being electrocuted, like entirely CGI, and then the CGI Porg, oh, and yeah. the CGI Wolves. Like, I mean, I don't want to say that the that the prequels can just be defined by CGI, but just the fact that Ryan Johnson obviously wasn't afraid to go there after after everybody was like practical effects, practical effects about Force Awakens. I I think that shows. That shows that that they're not afraid to be um, like into the prequels anymore. They're they're not afraid of that comparison when people be like, "Well, there's CGI everywhere and CGI sets and CGI characters. Snoke is a completely CGI character." You know, that's something people complained about with the prequels a lot. They complain about CGI Yoda. They complain about CGI Jar Jar, and and so I could imagine that's something that they really shied away from when making Force Awakens. They wanted to give it an OT practical effects feel, but now we have something that's more like kind of what I grew up with, and and it it blows my mind. I love it. I think that Ryan Johnson loves the prequels because there are so mm-hmm. many images of the prequels in this trailer. If you look at the uh, Finn and Phasma fight mm-hmm. when they clash cross uh, swords or whatever it totally gives me like the battle of the heroes vibes of anakin and obi-wan on mustafar it also kind of reminds me of grievous and and obi-wan that kind of fight there's something about it that reminds me of them it might be i feel like there's some cgi touch-ups on phasma so it's giving me some grievous flashbacks yeah it does look beautiful though Oh, oh gosh! Reflecting in her armor. Oh my gosh! No, you don't understand. I spend a ridiculous amount of time pausing the movies and the television that I consume to see what I if if I can see a reflection in in a window or in 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 a television screen. You know, if if a character is in a scene where there's a, where there's a, a turned off television screen in the background, I will pause the movie and see if I can see the camera reflected in that television screen. <laughs> so this, this trailer is like tailored to me being crazy and pausing and being like, oh, I can see Finn reflected in her armor, huh? Or like, I can see starfighters reflected on Poe's visor. That's amazing. <laughs> It's like Ryan Johnson knew that I would, like me specifically, would be pausing to see if I how many reflections I could see. Yeah, we're we're pretty uh, detail focused as uh, Star yes. Wars nerds. It's, it's oh gosh. Amazing. Yep. I did that with um, the Vanity Fair covers. Uh, I I spent a lot of time staring at Phasma's armor to see what what reflections I could see on her armor. Oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. I promise. <laughs> Maybe a little. I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> and as, uh, yeah, I don't think you're crazy at all. And you're just a, a fanatic I'm, that is yes. very <laughs> passionate about what she loves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am too. So we're, it's we're all good. Oh man, though, speaking of like getting prequel vibes, the way the new ATATs, AT M six, right? Yeah, I think the way. That's right. 
the way they move give me a very stop motion vibe. I we, you know we see them for less than a How second. Awesome is that? It's so awesome. I mean, they're very obviously CGI. Again, uh, it makes it sound the way I sp- I'm speaking right now makes it sound like I'm defining the prequels by CGI. But you have to admit there there was a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So these these MC uh, ATM sexes are obviously CGI, but just the way they move is very reminiscent of of that stop motion animation of the original ATATs. They're a little and, clunky and not as fluid. Yeah, that's precisely. Kind of a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I have a cr- another crazy theory where sure. I think that the gorilla walkers as i like to call them um yeah i think that they might have seismic charges on the back of them oh yeah yeah and that would make my dreams come true because oh. the seismic charges were one of the best things in the well it was one of the most creative weapons in the prequels yeah and i love the sound design of them yes <laughs> went completely quiet and then just had the really loud electric guitar yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah if they just unleash a bunch of seismic charges on the crate Um, oh my gosh for them to like directly reference the prequels like that i would lose my mind because like all of the ship designs and and again these walkers are all reminiscent of the ot they're the ot but bigger right that's what everybody says for them to to pull something directly out of the prequels like that with the sound that oh my gosh i want that to happen so, so that's like that's like our shared dream i know share your dream i want that to happen too <laughs> if you look at the back of the the toys it mm-hmm. looks like there's giant canisters that look like oh. the seismic charge bombs yeah as a in real world it looks like site um depth charges on the back of a boat so, like, on the back of a boat, they have these depth charges where they just tip them over and they fall down. Um, so they might mm-hmm. have that that kind of mechanism on the AT-M6s. Is mm-hmm. what I'm dreaming of. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm I'm actually, I'm looking at the trailer now because I wanted to, to see the, um, you know, the, the M6s like you were talking about. Um, and, and now I'm looking at the scene where Kylo picks his lightsaber up off the ground and I'm like, Kylo, why are you reaching for that with your hand? We all know that if your lightsaber is on the floor, you got to pick it up with the force. You got to force pull it. Uh, Maybe, maybe he's afraid Ray will like burst in and pull it away. Do you see, uh, the two Praetorian guards behind him? Oh, I sure do. Yeah, we assume that's what they are. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else they could be. I, I want to see Ren throw down with the Praetorian guards. You know, probably as part of training, that would be legit. I think that Just he's going on. to have to do that. Uh, to mm-hmm. early on in the movie, he's going to have to fight the Praetorian guards. We've seen uh, Kylo sparring with two guys in the behind-the-scenes reel. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, I think it would also be a good way to establish their power level so that if Rey comes up against the Praetorian Guards, we know what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I think it's essential that early on in the movie we see Kylo or someone face the Praetorian Guards so that we know what to expect from them. It would be good to establish that early on. 
I agree. Oh man. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. It's mm -hmm. gonna be a really freaking good movie. What did you think of uh I, again I'm just like going through the trailer. <laughs> what did you think of Luke's robot hand? You excited? Are you surprised he's not wearing a glove? I'm not um I'm not mm -hmm. disappointed. Sure. I'm I am I'm kind of excited that it's the robotic hand. I think that that's a cooler look than just um plastic hand. Yeah. It probably costs a lot more, but I think he's going to wear a glove to kind of cut down on the cost. Probably. But um I, I like Man. the mechanical hand better. Again, like total prequel vibes cuz this hand it looks so much like Anakin's yeah, robot hand. Oh my gosh. This... Oh, Ryan, please, please make my little prequel loving heart <laughs> explode. <laughs> please. We're going to uh... get another force tree in this one. Uh, we yeah. saw pictures of it in the uh, trailer. Mm -hmm. Full of the fog and mist or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for the, the time on Octo. Um, I think that this movie could so expand the mythology of the force and what it means as force users oh they have to they absolutely have to or they'll be like rioting <laughs> in the streets <laughs> especially explaining why luke wants um it's time for the jedi to end explaining that alone mm -hmm. if they yep. introduce the journal of the wills which i think they will on the bookcase that mm -hmm. could be huge because that could be basically like scripture in a galaxy far far away that people can debate on what the interpretations are um and that could open up a whole lot of disciplines of force users because people disagree believe it or not they can read the text of the same text by two or three different people and have two or three different opinions on what that mm -hmm. text means so. <laughs> did you ever play uh the game mass effect 2 no uh, uh, Mass Effect is a whole franchise about space exploration and meeting new alien species and there's uh, one race uh, where uh, uh, they say um, well, you, you the main character you ask um, this, this alien woman what she thinks about humans and she says that she loves humans because we're so individualistic there can be three humans in a room and there will be six opinions <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, no, I totally agree that yes, that's that's exactly what I think of when you're like, oh, well, we can all look at this, and every, there will be three people looking at it and six different opinions. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it it just opens up so many different possibilities storytelling wise. Mm-hmm. Where you can take what it means to be a force user in a galaxy far, far away, and then you have questions of what is the best way to tap into the light um, mm -hmm. yeah it's just so fun I, yep. I do think that it's going to be it's going to have the beats of um, Empire Strikes Back backwards mm -hmm. so I, I feel like it's going to end at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back meaning on crate mm-hmm 
like with the walkers, like that will be the end of the movie, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the training will be more towards the middle of the movie. And we didn't even talk about things that weren't in the trailer, like Canto Bite and right and yeah and uh Mm -hmm. kelly marie tran like rose Mm -hmm. rose and page the sisters i'm so excited to see a pair of sisters in star wars you know i've talked before uh especially in our leia episode about how female characters in star wars so rarely get to interact and and we've never seen two sisters really get to interact and have that close female relationship. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited for it. And I feel like, no, they weren't in this trailer, but there will certainly be TV spots oh, yeah. and, you know, more, there will be stuff to introduce us or, you know, general audiences to char- characters like uh, DJ and Rose and Paige, all gu- of that. I guarantee that um, Rose is a much bigger part of the international trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, Paige oh, might certainly. get some screen time there. Mm-hmm. I would hope that uh, Maz Kanata might appear in the international trailer. Right. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know if she'll have a lot of screen time in this one. Like, she's not yeah. supposed to. Oh, tell me what you think about Kylo smashing his helmet. You think it's identity crisis? Or you think it's just another classic mm-hmm. Kylo tantrum? Like. <laughs> He, he, he is fond of those, of his, of his tantrums. What he do you think? He has the tantrums like there's no tomorrow. Like he's a two-year-old that just <laughs> can't get his way. Um, or me, when I'm I can't get my way. <laughs> very, very familiar with this as I deal with it daily now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I come back to what uh, Ian McDermott talks about when he went through the transformation becoming Sidious to Emperor Palpatine and Ian always said that he felt like he wore the mask more as a senator when he didn't have any mask and he wasn't scarred and deformed after with the force lightning mm-hmm. but once he went through the getting forced when he electrocuted himself he felt he had earned his uh like that was his true self because he could just be himself and he wasn't hiding anymore. And I think that that's what Kylo could be doing with destroying the helmet is he doesn't need a helmet to hide behind anymore. He now has the disfiguration with the scar with his space bandaid that he gets to wear <laughs> in the movie. Space bandaid. His space face bandaid. Yeah. Yes. No, that that's really smart. I hadn't really thought about that. That the scar, in a way, is his new mask. Hmm. Maybe kind of like kind of like Maul's tattoos. Maul never got the helmet because his tattoos were were what marked him in a way. Yeah. 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 That's good. I hadn't thought about that. He's so good at acting in the mask, though. I, w- I oh yes. Hope that he wears it more. Um. I don't know. In a way, I'm kind of happy to see it go because, yes, he does act really well in that mask, but the scene where he's flying and almost about to shoot Leia's ship, that would not be the same yeah. with the mask. I, I want to... I, yeah, I want to look in his eyes. 
I want to see all the pain. Yeah. Like, give me all that delicious angst. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. Ah, uh, give it to me. <laughs> I want to see all the little beads of sweat on his forehead. <laughs> I think it's awesome that they um tapped into how Daisy Ridley got her job to begin with again. Oh, right. Um, Her audition was the torture scene in mm -hmm. Force Awakens when mm -hmm. Kylo is probing her mind. And the way that she was able to um, pretend that she was feeling pain mm -hmm. is what got her the job. And so she's doing that again in this one, but now it's Snoke torturing her with the Force. And she just, she does look like she's writhing in pain. Like It is a provocative image of her bent backwards like that. I... I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable, but that's, I think that's part of the point. You're not supposed to like this scene. You're not supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I kind of I wish, just selfishly, that that shot had been left out of the trailer because that's the shot that, that like every recommended YouTube video for me uses. It's oh, like really? the still. Yeah, it's like I go onto YouTube and it's like, oh, recommended for you, everybody's trailer reaction, and everybody is, you know, using that still of Ray bent over backwards, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. It makes me so grossed out. Yeah, Ugh. it's not. A good I'd no, rather it, look at the gorilla walkers on crate. That's just right. beautiful yeah. imagery. I mean, I I understand it. It is provocative, and it does it it. it it gives you those emotions, like those high tense emotions. You're scared for Ray and you're, you know, you're uncomfortable, like, or, you know, like me, maybe you're uncomfortable by it. Like it, that's what makes it provocative. So I understand why a lot of people are drawn to that image. I just, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Let's look at the Porg instead. What'd you think of the Porg? <laughs> um, yeah, I was glad that the Porgs were in there because it's so popular. Like, yeah. So many people love it. It's just not yeah. funny. Oh, <laughs> I love the porgs already. I love them so much. I have a little. I got. I got a porg plush. Of course, I did. Everybody did. Some people got twelve. Yeah. I just got the one, <laughs> and I just like you know. I I carry it around. I make it hop, and I, I mimic the little porg noises just because it makes me so happy. And just seeing the porg try to be fearsome like Chewbacca, it. <laughs> It, that delights me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just delightful. It, this trailer, you know, you were talking about red everywhere, and it feels like death and dread are coming. And, of course, like I was saying, this movie is going to be our lowest point of the trilogy. It's going to make us feel bad and kick dirt in our faces. But then it's also going to give us porgs. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Should we, like... It is going to give you porgs and crystal foxes. Yes, I I've been calling them the salt cats of the salt flats. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like maybe that's what they are. Not I feel like because they're an animal that live on this planet, I feel like they are literally all covered in salt, like yeah. or, or some sort of mineral. I don't think they're made out of it. I think they're just covered in it, the way you know desert animals get covered in in yeah. sand. Mm -hmm. To protect their skin or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I I feel that they're not literally made out of it, but they have that appearance just because they're native to this planet and it makes them quite beautiful, honestly. That's it's exciting. Theory. I like it. Mm-hmm. To watch elephants, yeah. they throw dirt on their backs all the time. Right, exactly. I, you know, maybe just from living on the planet, they get covered in the mineral or maybe they roll around in it on purpose to, to you know, build up, 
you know, all the all the salts on their fur. I don't know. We'll see. They look really cool, and I love that they're CGI. Yeah. Because Ryan Ryan Johnson's just like, you know, <laughs> just imagine J.J. Abrams, you know, sitting there going practical effects, practical effects, and then Ryan comes in and goes BBA to CGI. <laughs> they're gonna. It's gonna be a mix because there's an animatronic mm-hmm. of the Crystal Fox. Oh, that's fair. Okay. And the, you know, uh, behind I, the scenes real. I really do like the the mix of of the characters that are a mix of CGI and practical effects. There's something that just melds so well about that. Um, you know, like Uncar Plett, where he's a guy in a suit, but then they do CGI on his face to make him look more animated. And then the Porgs too are also going to be a combination of you know sometimes they're puppets, they're a practical effect, and then sometimes they're CGI. Because of course, like, how do you animate a puppet trying to roar like Chewbacca? That's just—it it, <laughs> is so not... adorable. And everyone, I, <laughs> I've heard it many, many times that they want that to be their notification. So yes. If you want to make a lot of money, just make a poor notification. Yes. And people will buy it. <laughs> I just, you know, Chewie, rah, 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 and then the pork. <laughs> That's my imitation. <laughs> it's just the cutest. Oh, you know what? I think maybe that's a good, like, it symbolically, you know, it, it's a melding of what came before, the practical effects of the OT and the CGI of, of the PT combining harmoniously in this sequel trilogy. It works so well. Do you have a strong feeling on where they're going to leave Leia? Oh, you mean like at the end of the movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. In a, in a way, I almost I almost want her to die at the end of the movie so that Leia's story can be complete. It's so there's no ambiguity and like question of where does she go from here? It sucks that the only way to really complete a character's story or journey is to to kill them off yeah but in the situation that we have you know it there's no real way to be like and then leia retired and moved to a nice planet where she is waited on hand and foot at all hours of the day by 12 beautiful manservants like there's no way to do that i can see two options basically sure they can Mm -hmm. end her story in the last jedi and um like basically kylo ren can do something that eventually causes her death mm-hmm. um, and that would be the end of the story and we would have a cathartic cry over and over and over again because not mm-hmm. only did we lose Carrie we also losing Leia um, mm-hmm. but Leia will always be linked to Carrie and we'll just be able to say that she completed the story the other option is they can send her off somehow mm-hmm. so that they can write more stories in the future of her future endeavors yeah. in books. I, and yeah, yeah. I think people would love to get more Leia stories because she's such a beloved character, but I, I, I don't really want that. I want it to end in The Last Jedi closure that's yeah. that's what we want we want closure and and i agree that's i mean that's what i craved for maul for a really long time i wanted closure on his story and and if leia 
lingered like that, if there was no closure, I, I would be disappointed. And I don't know, maybe, I, I think maybe my fondest wish is that they'll find a way to do it with Poe. Um, you know, maybe if Leia does die in this movie, they make it clear that, that she's living on through Poe and that, you know, if, if Kylo, if there's anything unresolved between Leia and Kylo, that then Poe will be the mouthpiece for Leia in any, you know, future confrontations. Um, did you ever see Star Trek, uh, the, what was the third one? Uh, I, I only, I only saw no oh sorry the new the new reboot one uh, discovery. yeah discovery yeah yes. where i i'm sorry i don't know star trek as well <laughs> as i know star wars obviously that's okay but i i saw it the once in in theaters i saw all of the new ones once in theaters and um and the moment where um the the new actor playing spock uh looks at the um Quentin the portrait yeah he looks at the the no, portrait. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. there it is. Yeah, there it is. No, I see. Like, I knew that was wrong in my head, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know what the correct answer is, so I'm not gonna call you out. Like, I don't actually know. <laughs> and it's Star Trek Beyond. I'm thinking of series. Is okay, it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I again, like, I don't know the real answer, so I can't even call you out, bro. <laughs> like. Now I, I just know what you're talking like, about. It's Star Trek Beyond. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, no, you're, like, sitting there, and you're giving me these answers, and since I don't know the correct answer, I'm just like, sure, yeah, do it. You could be all like, yeah, it's called Star Trek, the banana boat. And I'd be like, yeah, sounds sounds legit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I remember that third one uh-huh. of, of, the new, of the new canon sure. where um, uh, Leonard Nimoy has, has passed away. Oh, yeah. And so we just have, an, have a moment of the new Spock looking at a portrait of oh. the old Spock oh, with, yeah. with the old cast. At his funeral. And, and, yeah, at his funeral. And, and he, this, the new Spock, you know, is making choices about his life directly because of the death of the old Spock. I think if they did something similar with Poe, where Poe is making a decision for his life directly because of the death of Leia, then that would make it clear to us that he is carrying on her spirit and and her whatever role she would have played in Episode Nine it is is being carried on through her it, it, through him. That that would be my ideal situation. Is if there there is a moment where Poe directly mourns Leia in that way, the way the new Spock mourned old Spock. Star Trek I, Beyond did that perfectly. Like, yeah, um, yeah. That, was a t- that movie was so hard because they lost Leonard Nimoy and they lost Anthony Yelchin, I believe, who was Chekhov. Right, um, Tragically right. the same year. So mm-hmm. they, it was just very hard. But, and Spock yeah. was like my favorite original series character. Um, mm-hmm. my dad was a sci-fi fanatic, which is why I like Star Wars today. Like all of my <laughs> interests come from my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's a bigger Star Trek fan, so I of course watched every original series video repeatedly all the time. And, wow, yeah. And um, I love Spock. I, I liked not having emotion because my emotions were so chaotic as a kid because. I had my dad as a dad, um, mm-hmm. but my favorite episode is uh, 
um, Mirror Mirror were. F okay, yeah. I love Spock, <laughs> and I loved yeah. um, the Wrath of Khan where Spock died, and Spock ta taught me what it means to be a friend. Oh, uh, yeah. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Yeah, well, no, like... And shall be my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's that's real nice. I, um, you know, I, I've seen Star Trek, I've seen some Star Trek multiple, multiple times, but I'm just not invested in it and familiar with it the way I am with Star Wars. I don't think I have enough room inside of me <laughs> to yeah. have all of that. Some people do. Some people are absolutely fans of both, but uh, that's that's just not my bag. You read and that's a ton more totally than fine. I do, so I don't think anyone oh. can read as much <laughs> of two franchises as you do. Yeah, yeah. But um but anyway, all, all of that to say is that I, I've seen this before very well where a, where an actor is lost and so then the the characters have to endure in a way and and I feel like that third Star Trek movie, you said it was Beyond? Yeah. yeah. That did it really, really well yeah, where they, they made it. Do something mm -hmm. like that with Poe to, to yeah. honor Leia and Carrie and that would yeah. be very that would be yeah that's my ideal situation um i want to talk about i feel like we're we're getting close to you know to uh wrapping up yep. you know like i feel like we've covered a lot uh we we've hit all the points i i've hit uh what about you i feel like we've hit all the points i wanted to talk about uh, okay. i'm really excited um, oh yeah well I, I wanted to bring up one last one the the big one okay <laughs> Yeah, before we close out, I want to know what you feel about where, what Ray and Kylo's connection is. Uh, do you feel like we're going towards a hashtag Raylo kind of thing? Or do you feel like they're enemies for life? Or are they related somehow by blood? What do you, what do you think? What vibe do you get from this trailer? I don't think they're going to date. I don't think that okay. they're blood related. Mm -hmm. I think that Ray is going to fall. Ray is going to join Kylo Ren at the end of the movie um, oh. to either kill Snoke and start something new or something. She's going to choose a different path than um, what we traditionally think of as the Jedi. So I think she's going to fall in this one and go, quote-unquote, dark side. I think mm. Luke is going to show up on Crate and have the reunion with Leia right mm -hmm. after ray turns and oh. so you're gonna get the the like the bad feeling of ray turning but then you're gonna have this good feeling of luke and leia being reunited and i think that that's how it's gonna end with luke having a mission to bring back ray in mm -hmm. that episode nine. Oh, maybe like um yeah, if if the end of the movie was Ray and Kylo going off to do something, you know, morally dubious, you know, maybe with Snoke or maybe just they're going to go forge their own path. But Leia and Luke both know that it's wrong and they're reunited and they're going to pull back, you know, their their children in a way. Maybe Ray is literally Luke's daughter at you know the way that Kylo is literally Leia's son and so the the two siblings are reunited and they're going to you know pull back their children right. but even if Luke uh isn't 
Ray's literal father, you know, he maybe has stepped up uh, into that role by the end of the movie. He, you know, it feels that attachment to Ray and, you know, views her as a daughter a little bit. Uh, and and then by the end of the movie, he and Leia are reunited, and they're going to to save, <laughs> to redeem Ray and Kylo because you know they're they're still lighting them, right? They right. they believe in 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 their children and their apprentices. That would be cool. That'd be one way to go. Um, I I'd definitely be here for that. Uh, again, kind of like I was saying uh, near the beginning of the episode, uh, I feel like. You know, we're going to see kind of how lost and alone Ray is, and she's looking for someone to help her understand who she is and what she can do. And so by the time we get to the end of the movie, we understand why Ray would would join up with Kylo, because he offers her that understanding and that acceptance. Mm-hmm. Because that's something you see in real life when, when kids feel alone and, and like, you know, no, they don't belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, join up with gangs or they, they, they fall in with a wrong cl- crowd simply because that crowd offers them understanding and belonging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though we, we root against it, we know that Ray has made a wrong choice. We understand why she's fallen in with them. Um, I, I could see that. I could also see her being sorely tempted by that acceptance and ultimately rejecting it the way that Luke rejects Vader at the end of Empire, where, where you know, Vader is offering Luke, you know, a, a terrible choice, really. You know, it's like, no, I, I'm your father. I'm everything you've ever wanted. And if you join me, will put an end to this destructive conflict, which is what Luke wants. He wants, you know, the Empire and the Rebellion to stop fighting. You know, he will not even to stop fighting, but he wants, you know, an end to the war, an end to the conflict. And Vader's offering him everything he's ever wanted, and yet Luke has to say no because he knows that's a wrong choice. I could see Rey having a very similar moment at the end of this movie where she's being offered the acceptance and the understanding and the family that she's always wanted, but she says no to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can see it going either way. I could see her saying yes, but I could also see her saying no. And it would be really interesting. I, I think something uh, for me that would be the the final the final push to make Ray say yes to Kylo and, and, you know, uh, you know, accept his offer, whatever he's offering to her would be if she finds out that he is indeed her brother, you know, she, she's looking for understanding. She's looking for, for acceptance and, and Kylo's like, well, mom and dad did wrong by me just the way they did wrong by you. So, you know, let's, let's team up. And and she'd be like, wow, you really do understand me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. I wonder if if they are in fact siblings. The family if she is his... definitely going to come into fruition um, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some point. I mm-hmm. would love it if she is a Skywalker, like late Luke's daughter. I would love that kind of mm-hmm. father daughter um, relationship because I'm a sucker for that right now. <laughs> um, but I would also be cool if she's like a Kenobi, like, mm-hmm. because that could be interesting where a Skywalker is now training a Kenobi. Yeah. 
that it would be a good way to bring it full circle. I feel like the the Kenobi theory is a really popular one. That's one that a lot of people really like and a lot of people really want to see. You know, obviously, uh, Obi-Wan is a very, very popular character, a huge fan favorite, and for Rey to be related to him in some way would just, you know, make a lot of people really, really happy. Well, Bresnikin said that um, they haven't announced Obi-Wan's... Standalone movie yet, because there's something left to be discovered with Kenobi in the sequel trilogy. Oh. So that, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Yeah. I, one last question I just thought of. Um, sure. The music of the trailer. Do you think John Williams scored it? Or the trailer? It, that it was someone else. I think it was someone else. I don't think this trailer was like specifically scored in that way. I don't, at least I, I didn't hear any new music. I just hear like remixes of old stuff. I, I, I don't feel uh, John Williams, like his thumbprint. And, and if he did score this, then I'm completely off base. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. It doesn't feel um, terribly unique. The, the score I, what do you think i loved it a lot and they mm-hmm. do some interesting things with like jedi steps ray's theme and kylo's theme there's this mm-hmm. in the beginning of the trailer there's like a i don't know if it's french horn or some deep horn that's doing this don't 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 and it's like march but also climbing steps um it's very interesting and i like it a lot and i kind of hope that it's actually in the score but yeah that'd be cool no i did notice how in in like the background of every dramatic moment we had the you know dun 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 dun. yeah (laughs) something like that yeah Uh. Oh yeah, it was good. I just, um, I just didn't feel like it was. It, it didn't blow me away. It, nothing in the score specifically blew me away. I was blown away more by the visuals and the, and the dramatic lines. <laughs> they were very dramatic, and they were full of plot points that we have to figure out. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> and we won't. <laughs> we'll sit here for the next two months. So this is trying to riddle out every little thing. <laughs> very busy week for us. We uh, finally mm-hmm. released our first two episodes, and now we have this bonus episode for the uh, the Last Jedi trailer. Yay! Uh, next week we'll get back to normal and do one episode. Would that be? Good? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we're gonna talk about something that I'm really excited for. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the themes of uh, the Phantom Menace, which. Yay! It's going to be a fun, fun conversation. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yes. It will be pretty awesome. I look forward to that. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I though, want to extend, um, you know, I want to reach out to any listeners that we might have. If you guys want to share with me your favorite scene of The Phantom Menace, I would love to hear it and I will read it out and talk about it at the top of our of our Phantom Menace episode next week. That that would be amazing. The Phantom Menace is my 
favorite Star Wars movie. I love it so much. So if you tell me your favorite scene, uh, either via Twitter, you can tweet at me at Poe Hot Dameron, or you can tweet at our uh, podcast uh, at Moon Jockeys Pod. Um, or you can send us an email at moonjockeyspod at gmail.com. No, moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry, I'm butchering it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, just reach out to, to us and and tell me your favorite scene from The Phantom Menace. And I will read it out loud and, and completely fangirl about it because that movie is amazing and it needs all the love. <laughs> all the love. All the love, all the love I can give, and then then some. <laughs> Just carve out my heart and let me bleed for this movie. <laughs> and you can tweet me at Balls in Play on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Well, yeah. Gosh, that that wraps us up. I think. Yep. Uh, that was this was a lot of fun. I want to thank anybody who listened for listening. This was great. Very excited about The Last Jedi. And uh, can't wait for our next episode. Be sure to check that out, too. Um, Brian, thanks for recording with me tonight. My pleasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.